it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, and how to get your work noticed and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you as well as a few of my own and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee, maybe your paint water, a glass of wine, and join me over in my sunny windowsill. lovely listeners. Do I have a treat for you today? First of all, I want to say thank you for being here. And if this is the first time you found your way to the windowsill, well, I'm so glad you're here. And if you are back again, welcome. So I made a new friend this year in 2023. I met her first at the Las Vegas gift show. She walked by the booth I was in and I thought, who is that stylish, fabulous woman? And then I got to see her again in High Point, North Carolina, and some of the wonderful people she works with. And that new friend is Ms. Annie Sloan of Annie Sloan Chalk Paint and Colors Beyond Extraordinary and Delicious. And she is just one of those people that is just such a gem. She's the friend you didn't know you were missing in your life. And so is her paint and the beautiful things she puts out into the world. So if you don't know who Annie Sloan is, Annie is one of the world's most popular experts in the field of decorative painting. After studying fine art at university in the 70s, Annie went on to write her first book, The Complete Book of Decorative Paint Techniques, which is considered to be actually the industry Bible on the subject, which is pretty cool. Since then, Annie has published 26 books on paint effects, color, and interior design. And if you haven't seen them, oh my gosh, what a feast for your eyes. In 1990, Annie invented her revolutionary no prep chalk paint. Let me let me repeat that. She invented it. It transformed the world of furniture painting for sure. Wall paint and satin paint were added to the range. And today, Annie Sloan has a huge following of interior designers, professional painters, and upcyclers who love to bring Annie's color expertise into their homes. Made in her factory in Oxford, Annie Sloan's paint are sold online and through a global network of independent shops. Annie Sloan stockists share Annie's passion for making the world a more colorful place, saving unloved furniture from landfill and giving people the tools to transform their homes. Annie's creative flair has led her to being named one of Britain's most influential female designers. And in very exciting news, Annie was awarded a CBE for services to interior design in 2023. And CBE stands for Commander of the Order of the British Empire and is generally awarded for outstanding work in an individual's respective field. So we chat a little bit more about that and so many other things. I am just really honored to have Annie on. Annie, thank you for being here. And, you know, watch this space because 
I just think Annie has so much to share and I'd love her to come back and back and back again. But in the meantime, grab a cuppa, listen in, be inspired. You can go find Annie on her website, AnnieSloan.com, A-N-N-I-E-S-L-O-A-N. She's got three Instagram accounts. Her company accounts are Annie Sloan Home and Chalk Paint. And her own personal account is Annie Sloan Instagram. She's on YouTube, Annie Sloan Home. And she has lots of Facebook pages for the many different countries that you can find her paint in. Annie's got some exciting new launches coming up right now that we'll tell you about. And a new issue of her Colorist magazine, which is so delicious. New collaborations, all sorts of things going on. But enough of me chit-chatting away at you. Here is the lovely Annie Sloan herself. Well, there's so many good things to talk about, and I'm thrilled to have you here. And I'll just say, maybe it's the first of many. I remember just the first time I saw you before I knew that you were Annie, I was like, who is that person? Who is that person? Well, that that style and joie de vivre. Joie de vivre, exactly. (laughs) So lots of good things are happening. Tell me what you're excited about. There's so many things happening, Annie. And I I always love to start with a little bit of history of creative path, passions, how kind of how you got there. So tell people a little bit about why paint and why color and what drives you. Oh, gosh, that's a lot of questions. I know it is. <laughs> you can round that. You can pick so, one. Um, why paint, why color, what drives me? Well, I think why paint is I sort of was born into a family that was quite aware of paint and art, at least I saw it. Um, My brother didn't. So there you Mm. are. You know, you see it. Your brother doesn't. Um, I I would... um, Colour was something, seemed to me, right from the start, I was really thought was very interesting. Um, And I used to talk to my father about colour. I went on to art school. We travelled a lot. I was born in Australia and I've traveled a lot my parents have lived in england um and america not america never america um but in africa mm. and um and and so we traveled a lot as well uh, and um you know my brother ended up living in vietnam i would mm. we've lived all over europe and various things I've, I've traveled in europe a lot and so color is always wherever you go you see sort of different things so it could be just some packaging right. but maybe um you've seen a packaging of some soap powder and maybe it will be blue and red. And then you go to another country and you see the same soap powder, only it's in green and yellow. Yeah. And that used to, so very early on you see these things and colour just seems to be a way of communicating to me mm-hmm. and yes. telling people stuff yes. and communicating how you're feeling, what you're thinking and so, yeah, colour has always been something important to me. Mm. I think if I hadn't done, probably hadn't done art or I'd been in a different family, maybe music would have been more important. Sure. But uh, music wasn't in my family in particular, but it is in my present one. I mean, my present nice. one. My, <laughs> my, my children, uh, two of them are musicians, and I found music very important. So, but. Yeah. For me, art and painting have been the things that doing the driving. Now, why do I have drive? I have no idea. I just have a lot of curiosity. Yeah. And I just learn a lot and I've got quite good focus on things and I get really into stuff. I'm a probably, 
just a bit of a um I, I guess I obsessional. I'm not obsessional at all. I flit okay. around one thing to the other. But I always come back to stuff and um No, I yeah. think you're you seem to be curious about things yes. and passionate about when you're when you're finding things and and you know you fall in love with things. Yeah. That's what drives us. That's what makes us excited to keep finding out more. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it ever stops. So I mean in the end and I do have a business and so I do think probably I've also got a very practical side to me. Right. <laughs> and you know you need to make a living and one way or another I made this my living. And yeah. so we've always got a way, how am I going to do this? How am I going to get that? How will I make that? How can I do that? And I've always had big ideas. So you have big ideas and how are you going to get the money to make those ideas and all of that. Right. So it all- <laughs> right. Well, and I can only imagine when you decided, or I, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall of that. Like, what, what if we do paint? And then in, in 1990, <laughs> I imagine, well, still, it's like only big companies, only huge yeah manufacturers do paint. So how could we do that? And yeah. what would it look like? And what what would make it unique and different? And I think certainly you cornered that. Yes, I did. And I did invent the paint. And it was just one of those things that one step went to another. It was finding someone and I found someone in Belgium who wanted to make paint with me. That was an important thing. Someone who could talk to me in my language and yeah. their language. I, mean, I don't mean that they was we were both speaking English, but right. I meant uh, the paint language right. and that color and and what I wanted out of it. And I had done a lot of research. I had done loads and loads of research, looking at stuff and finding out what it is I wanted because I'd seen it. It was a lot to do with me. Um, I'd done fine art, but I didn't want to become a fine artist. I found fine art is very precious and um, quite backbiting. And um, I'm a tender flower. <laughs> <laughs> it's and, important to know what, you know, what a tender flower needs. Well, a tender flower didn't find it very nice in the art world because the art world are very backbiting, you know, mm, and yeah. I just, I couldn't hack it really. I just, it's... <sighs> Um, yeah, I would just be like, oh, you don't like it. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, full of full of self-doubt and all of that sort of stuff. And, um, yeah, and, and quite a lonely thing. And I'm, I like people around. So I just thought, no. So I was also looking at what real painted stuff is, what normal people did. So something like uh, Sweden, I was very interested in the beginning in both American painted furniture and painted mm-hmm. interiors. In the in sort of early days, I mean, mm-hmm. sort of you know when uh, sort of Dutch um, yeah. Pennsylvania Dutch, yeah, mm-hmm. and all that came from Sweden and all of that, and I found that really fascinating. That just got me going. I just thought it was fabulous, and it was just ordinary people. These were not fancy artists, but they were people decorating their homes, and I thought that is amazing. Right, and I think so much of it of that work, Pennsylvania Dutch, and and it it was a passion. It was traditional somewhat but I always imagined that person picking that color and picking that style and painting it on that furniture that trunk or whatever it was and yeah there's a lot to that well you know because they had so much wood and they had so much time and they wanted to decorate it in a way that was special for them right and I and you know it was part of something reminding them of the old country and all of that sort of thing yeah and I thought it was just fabulous because um yeah they they didn't they weren't trained. Mm-hmm. They just did it. 
And that's always been another part of my story and part of my journey and part of my message. Right. Don't that you don't have to be trained. trained. No. No. And I think that's one of the strongest parts of your message is I'm giving you brave colors. I'm giving you a uh, sort of entry level, like safe, a little safe, but then brave as well, which, you know, there's more coming all the time, which I love and you can do it. And as you said, they saw it first in magazines and DIY things and things like that. And now they see it. Now you're just so much more out there that they're like, oh my gosh, yes, I can. And all my stockists, um, I've got about 300 in America mm. and all of those people are trained to do workshops. So you, if you do want someone to hold your hand, yeah. you can go there and get a training. It can be a half day, a two day or one, whatever you want. And we can train you and to hold your hand. Or if you don't want to go on a workshop, just come and just get some information and then go from there. But I mean, the plain thing is that the paint is, I made it so there's no priming, there's no sanding. You can just get on with it. Right. That's the most remarkable thing that I'm not sure people realize because of sort of that traditional, oh, you have to do all these steps. But you came up with something that you can just open the can, yeah. grab one of your beautiful brushes or a, any brush and put it on something. And it's so long lasting, you can use it. We're about to paint a patio with your paint at a concrete little porch because you can. I'm so curious, Annie, how did that even happen? Like, did you think maybe there's a way and, and your Belgian friend said, yes, I think there is? Or how did that work? Well, yes, a bit like that. I said, I know what it is I want. And I had been studying and looking at old paints mm. I knew what the Swedish had been painting with. I knew what American early settlers had painted with. And they didn't have anything fancy. Right. And right. I knew that. <laughs> right. So um, I knew that they sometimes painted with egg yolks. I knew they painted with um, milk. And I was trying to find something that would sort of replace that because egg yolks are, are great, but you have to throw them away that day. You've got, you make yeah. the paint, you've got to throw it away the next day. It's called egg tempera. Mm -hmm. um, and milk paint, again, you know, you have to, the yeah. real milk paint is quite yeah. difficult to use. Yeah. So my idea was that we're going to have something that was that was um, usable. And I experimented at home. I knew sort of things that I could do. So um, I couldn't completely do it because I did need a factory that would right. make it the proper way. And, um, yeah, so it was a little bit of... Um, well, what we'd call suck it and see. I just was, let's try this. No, that doesn't work. Let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this. Nice. So it was reiterating, just another iteration, another iteration, another iteration until I got there, really. Um, yeah. And I made the colors in a different way. So the, the colors don't have black in them. So they mix very easily. That was something that was very important to me because I've been using normal household paints. Right. And you try to mix them and you end up with just an awful, awful sludge color. I mean, <laughs> there are some beautiful sludge colors, but these were not. Right. So, um, so that's, yeah, that was where it all came from. Well, I love, I want to circle back to, to, you know, you studying fine art and then finding a way to be very involved in the creative field, but, but, but not by painting your own paintings. Like I, I always think it's interesting when you, 
I, I've spoken to students in art school so many times think you think you're going to do this because you're studying film or fashion or fine art or whatever it is. I'm going through this with my kiddo right now. He, film, but you know, that can mean so many different things. And I love that you leaned into, well, this is still as creative as can be potentially more so because yeah. hardly anybody can yeah. do it or is, is doing it. And I just love that you knew that was your, that was a way to, to satisfy a great creative um, direction for you. Yeah, I mean, it sounds as though I knew exactly what I was doing, but of course you don't at the <laughs> right, time. Right, we figure You're it out as we go. Along going, well, this seems like a good idea, and I feel it's good, and I'd like to do this. And you, st- you know, you step along the road, and somehow, you, well, that's worked. That's worked, and you sort of go in the direction. You know, people would. Come, I had a store mm-hmm. in um, Oxford, and uh, eventually, and people would come in and they'd go. I'd love a store like this. Can I have it? Can I, can I have, uh-huh. are you doing franchises? Uh-huh. And I thought a franchise because franchises were really big in the nineties. Right. Um, and I thought, Oh, a franchise. And then I looked into franchise and I thought anybody who wants to paint is not going to want a franchise. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to have, you know, the sign has to be this big and it has to be there and you've got yes. you know, everything. And Actually, then your, your whole time is following up as if they're doing it right. Exactly. So I thought, no, that's not right. And and it's not creative. So I yeah. then just said, yeah, okay, let's do it. But then I did want to sort of make it um, so that there was a, that we all looked similar. We yeah. had something that was the same, you know, what made my shop successful and how did we do that? So that's what I wanted to do. So I started making some, a few guidelines, right. not rules, but guidelines. Right. So if you sell my paint, you have to have all the colors. If you sell my paint, it's a good idea to paint it, to use a, a painted um, dresser to put it in. Mm. You know, all of those things. And it developed yeah. that way. Right. And you have so many stockists. Is it, It's worldwide, basically. Worldwide, yeah. yeah. It is yeah. incredible. So we're in, I think it's about... 52 countries it might be Mm -hmm. 54 now because i'm not sure whether that's counting we've just gone into mexico which is very nice oh wow that is exciting of all countries in the world panama oh wow love that yeah i know and it must be so uh, interesting to see too in those different countries how they treat it you know what they do with it mexico just seems like perfect especially with your new blue Yes. Oh, I have a beautiful blue, which is very, very much inspired by by Mexico and not just Mexico, but a certain person in Mexico called Frida Kahlo. Perfect. <laughs> and who hasn't heard of Frida Kahlo and what a wonderful person she is. And she lived in a incredible blue house um, in Mexico City with her husband. Uh, oh, my God, Diego. Diego, yeah. Yeah, who I first learned about Frida through Diego Rivera's because I was finding very interesting because he uh-huh. was a painter of these huge murals and so I was just beautiful. Into, yeah, so I was really, and then I discovered that he was married to this weird woman, and then I discovered about their blue house. This is when I was all a student, so a long time ago, and um, so yeah, then um, so now I've come out with this beautiful blue called Frida Kahlo blue or Frida blue. 
it's so rich. It's I'm looking at a picture of it and it's just it's just beautiful. And I just think as you say in I'm I got a little preview. It's so embracing so many traditions and colors that they use that color there and I just it's just beautiful. Yeah. I'm very happy with it. So an intense bright blue. Very intense. And um, it, although it is a Frida blue, it actually has been used in other ways, that very intense blue, because people love it. I think blue is probably the most popular color of all the colors. People feel very confident with it. And even when it's quite bright, people do love it. Yeah. So Frida Kahlo blue, Frida blue is coming out. Yeah. So I, when you create a new color, Annie, and I've been lucky enough to see your sketchbooks and, and see that you really think dimensionally and and, and in layers and uh, all sorts of wonderful ways as you're thinking things through. But I just mixed a color because I had seen a picture and I wanted a particular color, but that's not always easy. And I just can imagine, I'm looking at a few other colors you have coming out that are absolutely gorgeous. And one's a paprika red. And I can't imagine for me, like a red in your mind is a certain thing. And, and it's like any color, right? In your mind's eye. So how do you get there? Oh, gosh, it's quite complicated. It, w- it had to be a paprika, which was more to do with the paprika that you put on to food. Yeah, yeah. Not the paprika as a, um, a, a vegetable. Right, right. Paprika, I mean, in every country, they called something different, but we would, like a red pepper. Right. I didn't want that red, red pepper color. I wanted the orangey color. Spicy. The spiciness of it and the strength of that. Mm. So um, it, they're very difficult. I find those colors the most difficult to mix because they very quickly become either very orange, yeah. which I also love, but it becomes a, or it becomes a bit peachy. Mm-hmm. You can't put white into it because it immediately becomes peachy apricot color and you know it can go to brown it can go to red it can go to orange so you've got to keep it in a certain place and it's just a matter of I mean I I know how to mix colors yeah. a bit more yeah. and to get that intensity I do generally go for more intense color a brighter color Mm-hmm. because you can always lighten a color by adding white mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so my piece of furniture would be that you might paint it in I mean, you might make a mix of white with paprika in it mm-hmm. paprika red in it and then you might make a border just in the paprika mm-hmm. so that would be my way of introducing people to color oh gorgeous this i am kind of crazy about this paprika because i feel like when people see it, it's red is tricky. I, I I lived in Atlanta for a while and it was during, well, it was the late nineties and red, <laughs> I used to drive around town at night and just count how many little red dining rooms there were, you know, because you could look through the windows and see, and it was such a thing. And and it was so red. And this is such a, <laughs> a rich color. I think, I think this one's going to be a hit. But I hope so. That would be wonderful. I hope so. Um, And then I have a third color coming out. Are you at? Yes, I am looking at it. And I love the name because as soon as I heard the name, I thought about, oh, Capability Green. That reminds me of Capability Brown. And then I read about it, which is perfect. (laughs) 
<laughs> so um, it's he's somebody who's world famous in England, yeah. but I don't know whether people know about him anywhere else. So well, I did. You did well done. You're an educated, lovely lady. <laughs> but loads of people don't know who he is, and why should they? He right. was an 18th century um, uh, English landscape gardener. Why would anybody know about him except people? I like just think he has such a good name. I don't know why. You know, it must have been studying something along the way. But I, I his love name, actually. His real name was Lancelot. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh, Lancelot Brown, but because he was very capable, he yeah. was called capability. And so what he did was he introduced um, the English uh, country gentlemen's and their wives to um, to the idea of landscape. So they didn't just um, they didn't just have a garden, a little patch to grow their vegetables, mm. but you could um, open your house and look out onto wonderful landscapes that you that. had landscape. So you would put um, a pretend lake in it. You would put um, a, a clump of trees up on the right and you would clear this bit and you would make a road along there. So he just landscaped it. It was a new thing and it was just completely new and, and really exciting. And um, he opened the idea up of landscape entirely in Britain. So until that, people didn't really, I mean, he, he's not the only one, it was the age of the Enlightenment right. when people were beginning to discover that there was nature in the world. Before that, nature mm -hmm. was something you plodded through and it rained mm -hmm. and it was, you know, something to be to forge against, I suppose. Right. And so um, the 18th century, they began to see the landscape as something rather beautiful and wonderful and God-given. And so, um, and so they started painting landscapes. So people like John Constable mm -hmm. and Gainsborough, they started, they're British painters, and they started oh. to look and paint landscapes. And that was all very new. And I just loved those paintings are full of greens, greens, greens. Yes. And so that's where I got my green from, that whole idea of landscape. And I did think of calling it landscape green, and I thought mm. that's very dull. And I'm going to <laughs> I think so capability I'm... green just makes you want to look at it no matter what. Yeah. And now, of course, I've started painting with it and I absolutely love it. So I have a bit of a love affair with green. And so I've got an antique or antique green and people um, do wonder about that. But I love it. Yeah. And then um, I've got other greens as well. But um, I've got another furl, kind of called furl green, which is um, mm. quite a limey, bright lime mm -hmm. green. I love that one. And and then I and then I fell in love with that. And then and then I was like, I'm sorry, Auntie, but I don't love you anymore. <laughs> and then I started having an affair with capability green. <laughs> that just it just works that way sometimes. And that, yes. And now poor Antibes and Furl have been forgotten. <laughs> well, you'll have to combine them somehow, some way. But yeah. this Capability Green is a delicious color. Again, I just, I can't wait to see what people do with this. And I love that you join forces with the Royal Horticultural Society to, to yes. collaborate yeah, with them, true. which is great. That's been fantastic. Very, One very of nice. my favorite TV shows is, well, Portrait Painter of the Year and landscape painter of the year, those British. Oh my gosh. I love them. And, and I do think when they, when they go somewhere and, you know, we'll 
I'll follow up on this in the show notes or something, but it's a, it's a contest and, and all these people go and they have four hours to paint this landscape, but they do talk about and take you to beautiful homes and, and share history about people like Capability Brown and, and all sorts of other painters and landscapers and things like that. So it's a, it's a great show. We should, you should do one, Annie, where they do it all in chalk paint. Oh, I'd love that. That would be so good. Wouldn't that be a great collaboration? That'd be really good. Yeah. Yeah, gosh, I will. Yeah, gosh. Uh, yeah, TV shows just go, no, thank you. We come up with the ideas. Anyway, one day, one day. <laughs> one day. Well, I'm excited about these new paints. And and another wonderful thing you do, a couple of things, and we can talk about them both separately, but so many beautiful books you've put into the world. And now, well, it's not brand new, but the magazine as well. So um, let's go Let's go books first, because you, you have a new book coming out, but you have some basically sort of industry Bibles on, on the subject of decorative paint techniques and things like that, that have really, really impacted. Well, so many things you've done have impacted the world of decorative painting, but something people can hold your things in their hands. They can hold your ideas in book form and the paint itself. Um, So tell us a little bit about, let's talk books. Well, uh, I have done 26 books, yeah. which I can't believe. So many. It's a lot. Um, and I am talking with my publisher and doing another book, but we haven't really quite got there yet. We're yeah. certainly going to do one. Um, well, I think we've we've decided, but it's gone a bit quiet at the moment. It'll start again. They'll suddenly say, okay, ready now. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, that's what they do. That's what they do. They're very fond of that. Um <laughs> Um, but the thing that I suppose I've spent a lot of time doing in recent um, years is I've now done 10 editions of my um, my my magazine. It's actually a bookazine. I it's love it not- so much. It is a bookazine. Yeah. It, it's something yeah. you would never get rid of ever. No. And the idea is that it's like a magazine. that You've got lots of articles and things about it, but it's no adverts in it. Right. So the, the, the selling price is, is higher than it would be for a magazine, but you don't get advertised. So it's like a book. Right. So it's a book thing. But it means that I can put new ideas out there. I can talk about colour. I can just keep going. It's fabulous. It's one of the nicest things that I do. We love it. And it I've really small, is. Small team. It's it's so beautiful. And I I I think I have most all of them, which, which okay. I love. Yes. And I can't, I'm so glad that there's another one, a new one. Yeah. And I, and, and that's coming in October. So by the time yeah. this launches, it will be out, but there's that so much, so much and in it too. Bright blue, bright, this one. So everyone I should say is it's like a library of color. So the, the, there's ones on yellows, there's ones on pink and blue and, you know, and green. And so the next one is going to be on bright blues. Which is perfect. Cause that goes along with your Frida blue as well. Exactly. Mm. And, and there's always, <laughs> yes, all of the blues. There's always interesting people in there, artists, beautiful homes, um, just, and I, and historical information. How do you put these together, Annie? Because I mean, on top of everything else you're doing, this is a full-time thing and they're, because they're just so rich and gorgeous. 
Well, I work with um, with someone called Catherine who she, um, that's her background. Um, she's also a brand director, brand manager, and she she's very used to doing books together and I'm used to doing books. So we're very yeah. quick to make decisions. We're both quick deciders. Yeah. We go, Important. what should we do? Who And we divide it up into sections. So we have someone who is the, who is going to be our design person, who is going to be our um, whatever. So we've got yeah. all these sections. And, um, and yeah, I think it's being able to make quick decisions, not talking about it a lot, just right. do it. We're great doers. Both yes. Of us. yes, that's important. That <laughs> is obvious. Yeah. And so she will go, um, I'll go, should we do blah, blah? And she'll go, no, bad idea. Because. Love it. All right. Love it. Okay. And we don't sort of talk about it and argue and we just get on with it. So yeah. that's how you do it. <laughs> It is how you do it. it. And I, how lucky, you know, for her, for you to have found each other, because I think to be able to, ha- to throw those ideas, ideas around and have a quick yes or no, and then get yeah. after it is, is really exactly. the only That's way. That's what we need. That's what you need. And it's, it's fantastic. I didn't, um, I'd wanted to do a book for a long, a magazine for a long time. Mm. And then I met uh, Catherine and she came up to me at a, a fair, actually a, a market ah. thing. He said, um, do you ever thought of doing a magazine? I said, yes, definitely I have. She said, okay, let's, should I come over and talk? I said, yes, come. And it's very quick, you know, there was nice. none of that barricading. And we came and then we decided, how do you do it? And we just we just worked it out. It was mm. brilliant. Mm. So, and it's carried on like that. Quick decisions. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And, and, and also got a lot of background. I think that's a lot to do with it. So I come up with, you know, let's do pink. Right, let's do, uh, so for the pink edition, you know, Scaparelli is someone. Yes. So I know that. I don't have to do the research. I know right. it because I've, I've, you know, I've done a lot of research already. I've done a lot of, I know my stuff, I suppose. I think you might. I think you might. Well, I love that you have David Hicks in this one. Yes. And Edith Wharton's home. Uh, there's just all sorts. I'm just reading the the preview and thinking, oh, can't wait to get my hands on it. Yes. And Trend, of course. And yeah. Yes. So where can people, um, where's an easy way to, to get this? You can buy the... them online from our website, which is um, in, available in America. Mm-hmm. And we can also get them if you go to your local stockers. Now, one of my most, th- the things that I want to promote most is that you should go and find your local stockist if you yes. have one. Yes. Because I love the idea of small independent shops where people are in there and they, they also will want to talk and they go, yes, do you love blue as well? Yes, I do. So, you know, and it's a conversation and community. I think those things are so important. I don't want everything to be online. Unfortunately, the world is thinking something different. And of course, right. I buy online as well. True, but it is such a treat to visit one of your stockists because they are so passionate. They wouldn't be there if they weren't passionate about it. And you learn so much and you end up, of course, with more magazines and more paint and more brushes than you planned on for all the right reasons. And it's just, um, it's really great to see the passion. Plus, if you haven't worked with chalk paint before, you can see how fun and easy it is. Yeah. Yeah. And we also didn't talk about yet the metallics. Oh yes, metallics. So Very I've been exciting. To do metallics for ages and ages, and that damn old pandemic got in the way. But <laughs> we're now doing, then we have something called Brexit in Britain, so we yes. had to read. Oh, that little stuff. thing. Had to, all the labelling had to be redone. Anyway, they're oh, coming gosh. up. So it's very, 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 very exciting. 
So, and something else, which is something called polished plaster. Yes, that looks amazing. It is amazing. Okay, talk to me about that. Um, Well, so it's a thing that you can put onto furniture. You do it with a scraper and then you can add my paint to it. So you can get it looking a bit like a sort of, it could be like a stone or it could be very abstract or it could be just, yeah, just a beautiful finish with slightly and you can polish it afterwards. So you'll get your metal scraper and you polish and go over it and then you can wax it if you want as well. I love that. So it is magic. Yes. Can't wait. I can't wait for that either. And I, I've played around with plaster, kind of a finish for photo backdrops and things like that, just oh, yeah. on a small surface. And it's kind of just amazing when you do finish it with that metal scraper or whatever. It just, it it, gives, it comes alive in such a gorgeous way. And you doing it, of course, can't wait. Can't wait. Ta-da. Ta-da. And the metallics, <laughs> talk about tricky. I think metallics have to be a very challenging thing to get right. They are hard because, again, the colour has to be right because if you're not careful, you end up with something quite gaudy. Yes. (laughs) Um, I hope we haven't. It's got to be shiny but not too gaudy. And But I've done it so that it's a sort of something to do with, you know, historical stuff. And I've done something quite uh, 30s as well, which is quite exciting. Um, Mm. And, yeah, and I've done something a bit 18th century. I mean, I think it's beautiful. I hope everyone else does. I'm sure they will. And I love that, that how you describe it, it one coat to give kind of a more translucent shimmer and two coats for a more opaque, which is, I mean, that just makes you think. There's so much to tell you about that. I mean, when we launch, we have lots of things to tell you. So there'll be videos and there'll be stuff on YouTube to watch. I can't tell you, they've worn me ragged getting everything done. So. Oh, gosh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> so also got two transfers coming out, three transfers coming out. Oh, good. Two, two with Prima, redesigned with Prima, and nice. one with um, Iron Orchid. Oh, nice, so, nice. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. All sorts of good things. Anyway, I keep t- interrupting you. Carry on. No, I'm I'm Very supposed to be. I get so excited, Annie, when I talk to you and all your, you know, your thoughtful, inventive curiosity. It's just I it just flows, right? Um, I'm curious though, or as well as, how do you envision? I mean, you've been doing this for a couple decades now. What's mm-hmm. it, it? Business has changed. We were talking a little bit about that. Um, trends of course change mm-hmm. how do you see the future of decorative painting or what kind of where it is now in light of changing trends environmental concerns I'd, I'd love to talk to you about your su- sustainability um, your stance for that which I so respect what's that looking like for you now the changes and and where it's going all you've got to do is keep your eye open and know what's happening. Sustainability mm. is incredibly important. Yes. Um, my uh, The most incredible thing is my chalk paint um, is something which is extremely sustainable. So if you Not- wash your brushes, you can put it in the garden. You can put the water in the garden. Amazing. It doesn't have to go down into the drains at all. It can go into the water because there's nothing toxic in it. So that is amazing. That's really important to me. I don't think anybody, hardly any other paint can say that no i don't know i'm not going to say anybody nobody can because i i would i don't really i don't knock anybody or anything so i would just say it's something that we're very proud of we're very careful about everything we put into our paints 
I cannot say that everything, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. Maybe tomorrow they're going to say such and such is poison, toxic. At the right. moment, there is nothing toxic. We try to do it as green as possible. Mm. Um, the industry is always changing and always developing. So there are some things which, I mean, some things that the way they get the pigments are probably not the greatest, but everybody's changing because every company is aware of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we try to do our packaging. We're trying to get away from plastics, mm. um, and but it, all these things are terribly difficult, you know, because yeah. sometimes you find something which is uh, a plastic tin, which is so much cheaper than a tin tin, yeah. right? You know? Right. And so you've got to balance one against the other. Um, so yeah, but we're getting there, and it's going well, um, and. I mean, the way to keep alive with it is, I think someone who studied um, art, fine art, painting, I'm already, you know, I've studied modern art or, you know, um, abstract things and that sort of thing. Years ago, And the public, the general public, without me sounding too highfalutin, are only just coming, catching up with those ideas. Yeah. yeah. So I'm ahead of the game anyway. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm generally been like that, you know. I was a punk rocker, and uh, I was a hippie and a punk rocker before punk was even invented. And I was in a band <laughs> and all that sort of thing. That's sort of been always oh, I love I've that. Been anyway. <sighs> so, of course, you say that, and then things move around. So I'm looking at things that my some of the my team and my my children, my sons mm. who are in their thirties and forties, uh, well, late thirties. And one is now early forties. They go, oh, that's so eighties. I'm like, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I was there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who knew? Anyway, <laughs> but you keep it fresh, and I keep up with the, you know, the top magazines, and yeah. I mean, well, I think well, you're so interested in what's happening, and that's what keeps it fresh. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. And I go to the shows, like you and I were at a show in um, North Carolina and you're looking at stuff all the time, aren't you? You're seeing yeah. new stuff and that keeps you going. I think that's one of the reasons I love going, you know, is yeah. to see what's happening and what other people are doing, yeah. not to, not to fast follow or anything like that, but yeah. to just to be, keep aware. I mean, I grew up at, with an interior design mom and around paint and around color and fabric and texture. And, and I just, I don't think I'll ever stop caring about that exactly exactly yeah it's the the fun part and I do think too someone like you with 300 plus stockists just in the U.S. alone 52 countries if you're talking about sustainability and you're caring and they're seeing that even the containers that you're putting I say even but you know things like that make a difference then it's it you might be spreading that to somebody who really hadn't been thinking about it. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm aware that some I'm talking, I mean, I was at a conference a couple of weeks ago and I'm talking about it and I can see it's like people, some people are like, yay, fantastic. And yeah. others are like, well, who cares? Right. You right. know, and it depends who they are, where they are, but there's a generally everybody is getting more right. and more into it, you know, yeah. especially with climate, whatever's happening to the climate, whether you think it's climate change or whatever it is, you yeah. know, you've got to be, you've got to think, well, I might, I better do something. Maybe I should do something. Yeah. 
So, right. but I don't. I never want to preach politics or anything like that. So you have to keep out of that. I'm just doing what seems the right thing to do. Absolutely, and it, it's a tricky balance, isn't it? When we it, when we're passionate about what we do, which means we're passionate about what we believe in, and yeah. and so you know, pick sustainability as a place that you're because your paint is non-toxic and you know things yeah. like that so it's like yes and i continue to stand for how to how to help yeah. which yeah. is great yeah. um yeah. i have to say i didn't know this until i until recently but you were awarded a cbe this yes. year which is very exciting which is a commander of the order of the british empire and and it's for um Let's see. I'm going to say it's generally it says because I I had to look it up all the levels generally awarded for outstanding work in an individual's respective field, and I just love that. Taught I would I would love to have been uh, a fly on the wall when you found out about that. So can you tell us just a little bit about that? Oh, it's just incredible. I mean, it, it's Congratulations. It amazing to get it. And yeah. I haven't got, got it yet. I've been awarded it. I was awarded it in May. And in sometime this year or next year, probably maybe February, I don't know, um, I will probably get a letter soon and I go to the palace, Buckingham Palace, <sighs> and to be given it by either... Um, prince william or the king i'm not oh sure oh my gosh yeah, and so it's beautiful it itself the the metal itself it looks amazing i haven't seen it yet oh my gosh so, Annie. so how did they let you know well you get a letter so what happened i'd been away for the weekend and my husband and i had been away for the weekend and i had to stay in london to go to uh chelsea flower show which is a big event which we had a big uh, booth at um and so i was there and my husband had gone back to our house in Oxford and I was in London. And when he got back, he phoned me up and he said, there's a letter here which says it's from the cabinet office. So that's like the Oval Office, you know. So I thought, so what amazing, what is this? And I suddenly thought, oh, my God, what have I done? Have I done something wrong? Did you do? <laughs> yeah, of course. And he said, can I open it for you? And I said, yeah, I think you'd better. So he opened it up and said, and he was reading it and he said um, that, and he stopped and he went, and would you like to accept, would you accept this from the, would you accept this on the CBE? Now in England, so lot, uh, well, quite a few people get an MBE. Yes, yes. And then there's an OBE. And then there's CBE, and CBE is really high. It, and it I, gives me it, chills. I, well, still gives me chills. It was so shocking. It was so shocking. Mm. I was, I mean, yeah, my husband and I were both on the phone going, what? What? Well, you know, it's deserved. And and we humans, when something like that happens, it's <laughs> like you're looking over your shoulder like, who are you speaking with? You know, it can't be yes. me, but it is because you've done so much. And and you well, is someone must have suggested I get it. They probably be quite a few people, and then they've got to go and see that you've not done anything, that I'm not a spy or whatever. <laughs> oh, that's thrilling. Really I, I'm gonna exciting. have to kind of keep my eye on on when that happens because <laughs> yeah, that's very exciting. 
<laughs> yeah, don't worry. I'm going to tell the world what I have to go to. Don't worry. fantastic. Very, very much. It's been, uh, yeah, highlight of my life, I think. <laughs> I, I think so. And, you know, and um, as being... Now, I mean, you're officially a very influential female designer. You already were, but now the, the king says so yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? Well, adv- people notice you. People yeah. start noticing. It, it is. And, you know, I just wonder if you have some advice for aspiring artist designers, ideators who are looking to make a mark and feeling like maybe they're they're treading water or they they haven't quite found their own avenue that feels like it fits? Hmm. Well, yes, I think it's very, it's a difficult time. I was just talking to someone earlier and I think that one of the important things to do is thinking big. Don't think little, think big all the time. And when you get bogged down with a small problem, what is seems huge but in fact, it's probably quite a small problem. Just take it to the next level, make it bigger, make, and then, then you stop worrying about the tiny things. Mm. There are an awful lot of tiny things which you can get worried about, and oh, um, you just get bogged down, don't you? And then you get worried, and you think, "Oh my god!" And really, you've got to keep thinking of the big story, the big story, the big story. Where am I going? Mm. And if you're looking at that, then the little things sort of sort themselves out. And, and you know, sometimes, you know, just breathe and um, don't worry about it for a few days. Oh, it's gone. You know, yeah. that often happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I think that's very that, good advice. Yeah. I think that's the best, I think, because a lot of people have asked me that. And I've, I used to say, just do it, which is a great answer. You can just do it. But actually... Right. Doing it sometimes is really hard. <laughs> is. I know. I, I feel like we do say that, you know, follow your passion, just lean yeah. in, follow your dream. But but while you're doing that, you're 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 paying a rent or a mortgage and you're, yeah. you know, getting kids off to school and you're you have yeah. a, a job that's maybe not your passion and, and all of that. So it is it is the big picture. And sometimes sometimes that big picture is five minutes a day towards it or or whatever yes. that looks like exactly as long as you've done that five minutes a day just think the big picture and that will just i think gets you through it all yeah i love that yeah i love that i do have to ask about um one of the things that makes you just so approachable is the fact that you are on a lot of social media platforms you've you've yeah. got the bookazines and the books and things like that but you really show up you show up in front of people you speak you teach yeah. um you are an early adopter to social media and i feel like that has played a really good role in your business how do you kind of con- just continue to show up like with that it is hard and it's become increasingly hard because i'm trying to take in more people um yeah. i just i do really enjoy it that is what it's about and sometimes I think I just think you just have to be yourself don't try to be someone you're not um and I try to I mean I I sometimes can't say what I might want to say I try to be nice to people I don't have to try to be nice to people but sometimes 
well, you know, sometimes people are going, oh, yeah, I did something. And someone, I wrote, I did, a, I was painting on my Instagram page as my yeah. own page. That's all me. Yeah. Someone said, that, oh, that's really ugly. People and their and opinions. Like, and I just wrote, and I, you know, I just said, I'm sorry you don't like it, um, but it's, it just happens to be what I like to do. And I wrote to her privately and said, um, you know, that could be quite hurtful. I said, it doesn't hurt me because I'm, I'm old in this game and I don't care. Yeah. But you, know, you could be really hurting somebody. Yeah. And how would you like it if I walked up to you in public and said, in a room full of people, that dress on you looks disgusting. Did you say that to her? I did. I wrote it to her. I love that. Oh, did because she respond? I, well, in the end, you know what? She took the, mark, the remark away. Ah. So she did listen. She did, we had a bit of an, an argument about it. Yeah. But she said, I can say what I like. And I uh -huh. said, well, you, you can in private. Right. But you're saying this in public. Mm. And I said, I don't mind if you say it to me because, as I say, I'm quite, I'm established. I don't right. care. Right. You don't have to be nice to me. But you should be careful what you say to other people in yeah. public. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that's um, really proliferated is is the it feels safe for people to say things they would never say otherwise that aren't kind, you know? No, I think they don't realize that other people are listening or watching or seeing or reading. Yeah. Yeah. But there are very few like that. That's all I would say. It doesn't happen often. Right. And mostly I get lots of lovely, 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 lovely things yeah. said. Yeah. So, and I say lots of lovely things to people. And I find that a very uplifting thing. And I see things that people do and I go, that is absolutely beautiful and so inspiring. Yeah. And that's wonderful. I found some great artists, great yeah. painters, great designers. And I just say to them all the time, I love what you're doing. That is brilliant. Yeah. I do a lot of um, messaging privately. Mm -hmm. Um, I talk to my stockists and they come and tell me, oh, what do you think of this? And can I do that? And should I do this? And and I said, you know, and I just help them. I love all that. That to me is wonderful. So I can talk directly, not only to customers, but to, to painters and um, also to stockists. It to helps a lot. And I, I think getting that feedback from people, yeah. I mean, you can take what you want of it, but it's so helpful. So nice to be it able is. to have that. Yeah, I love it. When else in the world could I be talking to someone like today, this morning, I talked to someone actually who was in Arlington in mm. uh, Washington. So not too far from you. Yeah, and no. also um, talking to someone in uh, Adelaide in Australia. Mm, and yeah. then probably I also I talked to someone in Dubai and when I say talk, we're writing, and someone in England, you know, and all of that all over. And I just, I find that fantastic. It's very it is, exciting. isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And I love that you have stockists in that many countries, but people who know about you and who are interested and who, who you can drive their passion in, in many more. You know, this, I was doing a little research on how many countries 
had listened to the pot or, you know, I wonder oh, yeah. really, are they listening? But it's like 111 or something. I didn't like how many countries are there? <laughs> you know, That is really, that is really good. But isn't it nice to be able to speak to Dubai about, you know, their thoughts on something and, and Arlington. And it's just, it really, it, it keeps us connected and it keeps, and it keeps us inspired, I think. Exactly. I think it's really important. Um, so one of the countries that we're very big in is India. So I've got lots of people painting in India. Really exciting because I love India. Um, and so we've got a big retreat, painting retreat there in January, February. Mm. So that's exciting. Um, and I can talk to all these people and see what they're painting as well. Yeah. Talk about what sort of courses and retreats you have coming up that oh, people well. can find. There's one coming up in a few weeks' time, and there's still places on it. Um, so this will be coming out in late October, isn't it? So, oh, no, so if you're coming out in late October, no, let me just start that again. So we have retreats coming up in England, and that will be one in the spring in, um, in the south of England near Bristol. So that's very, very exciting. Nice. We will have we will got one in India, but that's full. But we're going to be hoping we're trying to do one in um, another one in India, probably, because that's been so successful. That sounds amazing. It is absolutely incredible. I can't wait. And there'll be another one. We're trying to get one going in Mexico. We've tried to get one going in America, but we haven't found the right place yet. Really? So, hmm. No. Let's chat. <laughs> Arty, creative, beautiful place to stay. Um, and maybe we do one where it is a retreat. You know, the original idea of a retreat is that you go and you could be quiet and you can be really into the painting. You can get into the zone. We do a tiny bit of things like it's a little bit of mindfulness, but not really being. We're not doing that. And you don't have to do it. So um, a little bit of yoga, a little bit of hand massage and um, nice. just sort of relaxing thing. So I love that. Yes. Uh, and some art talk. So the one in, that we do in, in England, we have this wonderful man who comes to talk to us about a painting, just one painting. And so you just what get in the zone. What a treat. Yes, yeah. it is. Oh, gosh. And so people can find those on your website as well. On our website, yes. I'm going to have to keep an eye on that. I'd love to, oh, to do one. Oh, my gosh, yes. Margot, you would love it. You would love, I would it. love you it. really would. I'll have to think about where we can find you the perfect place in the States. Let's too. find us one in, and I would love it so much. I mean, it I have could an be idea. Up, it could be somewhere. It's It should be someone easily to get to because we don't yeah. want somewhere where you have to drive. Right. Um, so we tried to do one in Santa Fe yeah. nearby. Yeah. But, you know, you'd have to drive here and there and long ways down and, you know, yeah. and it be that becomes too expensive. So it's got to be somewhere that we can get to relatively accessible. Yeah. accessible. yeah, the Indian one isn't completely accessible, but it's it, you can do it. I can see yeah. Mexico being a, a perfect place as well. That would be wonderful. Because yeah. there's so much color history and, and oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, that's the idea. Oh, <laughs> they see you there. Yes, for sure. I'll do one of them for sure. For sure. Oh, mention one. We've got one in France coming up in, in June, actually. So that'll be good. Oh, good. One in 
June. Yeah, that's oh. we had some great Americans on that last one. It was fabulous. Oh. Of course. I love when I, a retreat is so wonderful because you meet people from everywhere and it's a shared passion. You know, Instagram is good for that as well, but there's nothing like being there in person and, and creating and giving yourself that, that time. It's really good. And concentrating on painting a piece of furniture, but learning other things at the same time. So you learn lots of techniques, um, but you also have a piece of furniture to paint. Yeah. And that takes you into a whole zone. I love that. I have to, I, I have a, a, a question and I'll, we'll just see what comes up, but are there any favorite stories, Annie, of either people you've met along the way from doing your paint? I'm, I'm, I'm making this up as I go, or, you know, a certain, um, a certain something that happened with, with, because of your paint that, that come up for you. Oh my goodness, there's probably something there that I can't think of at the moment. Yeah. But I would say that I have met some of the nicest, nicest people. I've got friends who, you know, what is lovely is you meet people who you would never have met before. Right, but I've right. now got some really great friends that I feel I'm really close to. Um, and of all ages and all countries, that's what's so important to me. So I do have friends. So um, so I went to India last year, no, last year, just before COVID. And one of my Australian stockists said, oh, I'm going to be there. And so I said, okay, let's meet. And we met up. We got on like a house on fire. She was lovely. Um, a bit like meeting someone like you. We just went, yes. And so um, I met her and now she is my distributor in Australia. So she distributes That's amazing. And she's coming to the next one in February and we will uh, meet up again. And so hopefully we're going to go to some places. So that's really, really nice. I love that. Those are the things, you know, you meet people like that, those like-minded friends. And yeah, it just, it makes life so much richer. Actually, I think of her and I think, then I think, oh, I've met Tristan, I've met Jonathan Mark Mendes, I've met Katja, all the people I work with here, my team here. I mean, I've just got so many wonderful, wonderful people around me and we're all into, you know, being creative and arty and it's amazing. It is great. And so many wonderful stockists. I mean, people are not stockists anymore, but I'm still in touch with Right. Because we just go back and we know what we're into. Um, and yeah, it's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Well, that leads to so many good collaborations and partnerships yeah. and things that you like the mag, like the book zine, you know, it's, it's like, let's do this, you know? And I, I find when I meet somebody like you that I get so inspired and think, oh, what could we do together? You know, is it finding a retreat or designing something or just sitting down over a cup of coffee or, you know, painting something we a different color than think. it was? You and I do think we should do something together and we yes. don't know what. So perhaps someone who's listening here will go, I've got it for you. Yes. So yes, finding a retreat would be amazing, especially in America. So it's got to be a place where I think I've already said it's got to be a calming place. We don't want to be, we don't want to be somewhere very modern corporate where, you know, there's the clutter of plates and the, you know, it's got to be somewhere quiet. No. That we a big old call- barn. A big old barn. It's got to have, we don't want to be tripping over stuff. It's got to be beautifully made and done. Um, and 
at the same time, quite, you know, bathrooms have to be good. <laughs> yes, they do. Made for it. And the food be yes. amazing. The food has to be amazing. Yes, they do. I you could probably hear them scraping my driveway for the gravel. Can you hear them? Oh, while they do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my sorry about that. I can't hear a thing. Okay, good. Um, so I have to ask who's inspiring you these days. I love asking my guests that question. It changes um, by the minute, I know. But. It does change by the minute. So when you first talked to me, I thought, oh, that, 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 and that. But actually, you know, at the moment, um, what am I looking at? Um, well, I am doing something which um, I'm doing something with, there's a particular library in Oxford. Mm. So I'm working with the Bodleian Library at the moment, and I'm designing some plates. Ooh. And so... I mean, as long as that doesn't go wrong, that should be happening. And it's the most wonderful thing because we're um, we're designing. I'm designing them about their medieval. It's a medieval. It was started in this library, the Bodleian Library. It was started in the I think 13th century or 12th century, something Love ridiculous. That. Yeah. And so there's lots of beautiful stuff in this library and a beautiful painted ceiling in what is called the Duke Humphrey Library. And it's medieval roundels and figures and and hunting scenes and just beautiful. And they also have something called a bestiary. Oh. And the bestiary is, you know, medieval paintings of animals. So I am after paint to be doing this um, as a collaboration with them and I've been painting so now I'm just steeped in medieval art and architecture and more art really and painting which is oh, inspiring ever I love it um, because of the way my mind works I'm also looking at sort of art deco as well so mm. that's very weird i think it's quite good if you work on different things because you go back to something and see its essence yeah anyway so will the plates be so are you just kind of immersing yourselves and yourself in all these wonderful animals and 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 yes. kind of figuring out what They're, to pull yeah. forward yes so they've sent me all their pictures of the wow. best oh, and gosh. i'm now trying to paint them and drawing them and, and collecting them and collating them and looking at them and thinking about them and working out what could I do? Because I think one thing I could do is just do a fair copy of them. Mm -hmm. But do I want to do a fair copy? Right, I mean, it's right. weird that they are so beautiful. Can I improve on them? They are sort of a bit like cartoons. So mm -hmm. I might do them as cartoons mm -hmm. in the nicest possible way. Right, right. I feel like I have a Calder bestiary book. Oh, it's you a, might well do. I think oh, I do. Oh, what a good, oh, you see, mm. I will have a look at that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it takes it just a slightly different direction. That's right, because I'm, I'm so aware, you're, you know, you're, it's like being given, um, I don't know, a, a Rembrandt or something, and someone yeah. says, can you um, do a <laughs> Could you do a little something with this? Yeah, could you do so? I mean, I'm not going to improve it, you know. Right. So I've got these beautiful bestiaries of these extraordinary elephants that don't look like elephants, that look more like dogs, and um, beavers that look like dogs, and uh, what are the other things that and um, and because uh, they saw dogs all the time, so yeah. they knew what a dog looked like, but they, <laughs> they do kind of have that dogish look. Many yeah, things end up with that. <laughs> 
everything looks like a dog <laughs> except birds so yeah so i'm trying to work out so that would be a great way to go on it so that's a brilliant thank you well i just i've been you know moving i've been touching all my books and and i've had that one for years and years and years because he's my favorite and uh yeah just came to my mind wonderful absolutely wonderful i love them too that freedom yes yeah beautiful yeah. i'll have oh, a look at that perfect Oh, well, Annie, thank you so much for spending time with me today. I know, I know because I have, I could sit and talk to you for a long, long time. Yes. Well, are too. you coming to any shows this year? We, I am. I haven't got it quite sorted yet. I may not come to the show so much. I'm not sure. I might do and I might, uh, there's, you know, it's a moving feast, as you can imagine. Because, you know, I'm, I'm needed here. I'm needed there. I'm needed yeah. everywhere. So. Yes, you are. <laughs> It's nice to be needed. <laughs> I love to go places too. So, yes. uh, so yeah, there's all sorts of things that in the offing well, that good. I might do. So, yeah. So I might well do, but I'm not going to say now. Okay. Right. Well, I'll check with you because I yeah. I will. Uh, it's always a treat to to be able to see you. Well, let's have a talk next time and I can show you stuff that I'm doing. So, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. You know, we should have a, have a, a quarterly checkup just to see what's happening. Yes. Excellent. Okay. I let's love that. do that, Margot. And I'd love to work with you. And let's make that retreat work. Because you would, would be, be the wonderful. best person. You would be so good. Yeah, you would I, I would love to do that. Well, I'll I'll look into that. There are several places around the States that do that. And um, I have a few ideas of and, and thinking about accessibility, of course. So Accessibility, calmness, but fun. But fun. It's yeah. got to be fun. But it just can't be too noisy or corporate. No. no. It's got to be very... It's, it's not my style. Good, yeah, it's not your style. It's got to have a sort of cultural feel about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's why I wanted Santa Fe, but Santa yeah. Fe, it's just so, it's hard to get to. It is. To. Yes. And um, there was the space, really. Yeah. Not really. There yeah. was a funny place, but I don't know. Maybe someone else has got an idea that we can I'm do. sure people listening are like, Yes. You know, jumping at the, the opportunity yeah. right now. How many people yeah. are good to have in a, in one of your? Oh, we probably not, need to have about fourteen or fifteen. It's not huge. Yeah. yeah, and you know this won't be a cheap thing. But you know you can have a look online and see the ones yeah. we've done already. Have a look at India, Gujarat Fort, which is amazing. Fantastic. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. Brilliant. Before you go, I just want to say a quick thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something useful to take away and something to make you think. For those of you listening in on Spotify, and I know there are many, you now have the cool option to show your love for Windowsill Chats quickly and easily. From the show page in the Spotify app, you can simply tap to rate it one to five stars. And of course, I'll really appreciate it too if you leave a review wherever you might be listening. See you next week, lovelies, and I hope it's a creative one.